0: talkzone.com
2: And yeah, we do welcome you to a Tuesday version of TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic, thank you so much for joining us. A not so beautiful Tuesday here in the fine city of Chicago. We got snowfall, and they're expecting Jordan anywhere from six to ten inches. Winter has been thrust upon us, my friend.
3: I'm really not a winter fan. Don't like the winter. By the way, is my mic now working?
2: No, you're fine. <clears throat> Maybe
3: it's just my voice that's not working. Your,
2: your mic is working. Your voice a little uh, hazy at this. No, point. my my voice
3: is good now. Yeah, it's uh, winter is not, I'm just not a fan. You know, I just you know because you wake up in the morning, and you can't just go to your car, and drive to work. Mm-hmm. You have to go out. You have to start the car. You have to defrost the car. You have to wipe down the windows and use that little squeegee thingy to mm-hmm. get you know all the snow off your windows. And then you gotta. Make sure that the car is warm enough for you to drive in it, so that you don't oh, do something. bitch, bitch, bitch! I know. You know what? <laughs> David Olson is right, but it's a pain. It's like yeah. you have to you have to wake up early and think about all these things the way, I got to do. I'd rather just roll out of bed like
2: in the summer. There's no question about it. I I I, I absolutely agree with every one of those thoughts. It sounds like. Uh, You know, crying over spilt milk. Hey, what are we living in Chicago for if we hate it? Well, you know what? I've lived here all my life. I can cry about it if I want to. If you're listening to this program out west, possibly in the deep south or any one of our uh, other six continents tuning into the show where the weather is warm and beautiful where you are right now, I hate you. You know what? My part jealousy, part hatred.
3: You know, my question is you always say that we're we're streaming in seven continents, which yes. is true because we are in the world wide web. No question. but I would like to know what our contingent of Antarctic listeners is. Well,
2: not great right now, quite frankly, we've contacted a couple of sales reps, marketing people in the Antarctica surrounding area. We're trying to build it up, but quite frankly. Right now, our ratings show that we are struggling in continent number seven.
3: I mean, I've heard that we're doing really well in suburban Antarctica, but the downtown has not been listening to us. And I think we really need to work on that. Are you talking
2: about the outlying areas? Because the outlying areas basically are 99% of Antarctica.
3: Yeah. I mean, just the downtown is just not doing as well. And I've called some of my penguin friends to see if we can work on this and... Hopefully, we'll be able to get a little bit bigger in the downtown of Antarctica.
2: Downtown, the metropolis that is Antarctica. It's
3: a booming metropolis. Eh,
2: You know what? If we're big in six out of seven continents, I can live with that. But you're talking about the different winter things. I will tell you, the most underrated piece of apparatus, it's really not an apparatus. It's a mechanical device. And I made a joke of this when my son first started using it. I didn't even know my car had it. But I joke no more, and that is the automatic seat warmer. Yeah. See, this wouldn't that surprise me.
3: It wouldn't surprise me that you don't, you didn't know that you had it. I had no idea. Yes, because watching you manipulate a computer, yes. whether it's Facebook or yes. AOL Mail or basically any function that yes. requires the click of a mouse, mm-hmm. is a struggle for you. It's not the easiest thing for you. You're definitely not a computer's guy. I've noticed.
2: I'm, yeah, I'm, you know
3: you're, what? You're, you're learning. You're, you're
2: basing it on the thirty-somethings of the middle aged fifties of my generation. I'm right smack in the middle of the pack. Yeah. So you, you know, I'm not
3: that bad. No, you're not that bad, but you're, you're learning. I would yes. say you're in the learning stage.
2: Thank you for being gentle.
3: Yeah. I, I would say that you, you could use some work though in terms mm-hmm. of manipulating internet windows, how to use Facebook, how to use Twitter. These things will come. Yes. In time. Thank you. You will learn. But at this point, I would call you right. more of a novice with. This I would stuff. say
2: another fifteen twenty years when I hit my late seventies, <laughs> I should have it all figured out. I would say yeah. By right. then you will be an expert. Yeah, but you know, you buy a car, you got all there's, there. There are buttons in everybody's car. I'm gonna guess that yeah. people have no clue what they are. Yeah. Well, well the I'm seat always worried that one, was one of
3: those. I'm always worried that one of those buttons is like eject you from the car button, or like <laughs> decompose immediately button. And so I'm, I'm a little nervous sometimes that uh-huh. if I press one of those buttons that I'm going to get into some kind of major mm-hmm. accident or trouble.
2: And then they, they thought they'd get smart, and they put a little symbol above the button to help us out. But whoever invented the symbol, I don't know if you play the game charades or not, but whoever designed those symbols is not a very good charades player, because you think that you, you have... You're lost on the button, then you see the symbol above it, and you still have no clue. Right. It looks like, what is it,
3: like a lightning bolt or like three little lines yeah. or something? It should just be a picture of a butt. Yeah. That's what it should be. There should be an outline of a butt, or, and then everybody knows this is the thing yeah. to warm my butt.
0: Yeah. Right? Or how
3: about
2: letters instead of pictures? You know, why make it difficult? Just put, you know, battery, uh, battery emergency, butt warmer. Just use words instead of the damn symbols. And then of course you have to go refer to the owner's manual. Right.
3: No one refers to the owner's
2: manual. The owner's manual is about as complicated as a sports rule book. You ever look through a sports like you I play have, baseball? Yeah. yeah. Could it's... be the most confusing thing ever written. No, but the, the
3: owner's manual to me though is such a waste because they just put it in your glove compartment when yep. you buy the car and you never see it again. Mm-hmm. It gets it gets you know mixed in underneath with papers and insurance cards and maps and Whatever you keep in your glove compartment, you know, all this kind of stuff just gets pushed over on it, and you never see your owner's manual again. And most people, after the 10 years they've had their car, have the the plastic sealant around the owner's manual (laughs) when they give up the car because they've never opened the damn manual. It's a total
2: waste. Hermetically sealed, right? Yes.
3: They should just put the manual online and tell you if you actually care – to read this dumb thing. It's uh-huh. online. But they keep printing these things. They're killing trees for these ornaments of the glove compartment.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, it's car talk from two guys and yeah. a mic here on the TalkZone.com, our daily quandary today in your car. What is a the favorite your favorite button to push? Or your favorite device in your car? Anything from the radio to the C D to the windshield wiper, or possibly the butt warmer as it is. For me, I'm sure there's a more professional name for it in the car industry. And then, uh, you know, I'd like to know, is there any buttons you haven't pushed? Are there any you're not aware of in your car? Maybe that's hard to put a finger on because you literally haven't put a finger on it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I would say so. I would say Mm -hmm. you're right about that. However... I would say that uh, for me the radio is a very important part of the car. Mm-hmm. I'm very particular, you know, as a as a radio geek, I guess. I I mean all my stations are set up how I want them. Mm-hmm. I, they're all on the presets now. Yep. So when I get in the car, if I'm I mostly listening to AM because I have the I have the, you know, the listening habits of somebody that's probably a lot older than me, but I like to listen to the sports radio. I like to listen to see what's going on news whatever. So they're all set up and then the same thing as my music radio. So for me, in terms of buttons, if anyone ever switched the buttons on my car, this would be like a catastrophic thing. I don't know if I'd be able to drive anywhere. Mm, if they mess with your presets. Yes. You don't okay. mess with my presets. So your
2: favorite button or your preset radio buttons. Yes. I mean, Mine's the one the warmer. I want to know from the listeners out there, 888-463-6748, the one button you can't do without in your automobile. 888-463-6748. You can email us at Mike, two guys. At AOL.com, our producer today, a man who pushes all the buttons and usually the right ones both at home and at work, particularly at home, I should add. Uh, my bodyguard, <laughs> David Olson, producing the show today. Of course, our general manager, the commander-in-chief, Chris Whitting. We are here gathered together, Jordan, to educate slash entertain the TalkZone.com listening public on the world of sports. I'm going to sit back and let you do that for the next 48 minutes. had all a rough rough night last night. You had a rough night last night, really? Yeah. What, what was rough? Because I had a rough night. I got out of the cor- car, left my bet warmer, and quite frankly, the rest of the evening went straight d- downhill. Oh, it went downhill. So
3: Because yes. my, my night was not good either. I didn't sleep last night. Really? A little ill last night. You know, woke up this morning feeling tired, but, mm-hmm. you know, everything's, everything's Apparently,
2: better. somebody else didn't sleep last night, and it happened at the Tiger Woods compound. Let's start off with that story. Is yeah. The situation, it was weird at first, you know, when it broke a week ago. But you thought, you know what, every big celebrity, it just about happens every big one, they have one of these instances. But the Tiger Woods quote-unquote situation is becoming more bizarre by the minute, by the day, by the evening, and most of it seems to happen around 2.30 in the morning.
3: Yeah, I, I know that that's prime hour in the Woods household. <laughs> most humans are asleep unless you're working at night. In the Woods household, it's, that is prime time. It's okay? conflict
2: resolution time, yeah. apparently.
3: You want, you want nighttime TV that the Woods family will be watching. It should start airing at 2 o'clock in the morning. But you know what? It's, it's weird because now they're showing on TVs in here because we have nice TVs
2: in our studio. You know, yes, we
3: or are uh, real professionals of radio.
2: We have two outstanding computers at our disposal, and as soon as I learn how to use them, I'll make sure they're disposed. Yeah, no, I was going
3: to say, we're not really using them, but the screens are oh, on. So that's
2: Beautiful that's a screens.
3: Start. Uh But, yeah, they're, they're saying now it, it is, in fact, it was Tiger Woods' mother-in-law ah. that was taken to the hospital this morning. And, you know, the the speculation, the rumors are flying in terms of what happened. It's This story is amazing in so many ways because there 's the actual news aspect of it, which was the initial accident with Tiger on Thanksgiving, what happened in that accident, and all the details starting to unfold about what happened in that accident mm-hmm. then there 's this bizarre little detail today that we hear that elan 's mother was in the hospital and allegedly on life support and then was really has it was now that bad well what what um, I was listening to another radio station coming in this morning and uh, paramedic called in and said that just because a person in an ambulance is on life support does not mean that they're dying. Okay. That sometimes that's a protocol based on what the injury is when you're in the, when you're in an ambulance. Now she has been driven home apparently, so mm-hmm. she's fine, uh, I guess. But so those are the news aspects of it. Then there's the National Enquirer TMZ aspect of it, which is how many women in the next few months are going to come out in consecutive days and say that they slept with Tiger Woods while he was married to Elon or had some affair while they were together, or Maybe whatever. Maybe a guy. Could it's be a guy. It's about time
2: for a guy to step to the. See, pool. that
3: would even be a bigger story. Absolutely. However, this is what I, I would like to do. I think that there should be some kind of squares pool or some kind of, you know, friendly wager type aspect where you can choose a day and choose which woman you think is going to come out and say that she slept with Tiger, Mm -hmm. like some kind of celebrity woman. It seems like we're getting women all over the country, all over the world, who have said that they have had some kind of sexual relationship Mm -hmm. with Tiger Woods. So but none I would of these ladies. Like know, but none of these ladies are famous. Some of them are. Well, that Rachel Uchitel or whatever no, I her name wouldn't
2: is. Exactly call her
3: famous. Well, I'm maybe not famous, but she's famous among the mm-hmm. celebrity world. Like celebrities know who she is because she's apparently been with many celebrities.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm not inaccurate in saying yeah, that, right? Yeah, and
2: apparently there's a new. Well, I guess it's not a new sport.
3: But it's a. a I think uh, he's turned dating into a sport.
2: Well, apparently he has, and I, and again, I feel a large part of me. Does feel bad talking about it. It's their business and there's so many more important things going on in the world. So it is with Great Guilt Complex that we talk about it. I agree. Here on the TalkZone.com, if you want to join in the guilt, 888 463 6748 We can all live miserably together. And now I forgot the point I was going to make.
3: Well um what yeah. were we just talking about? We were talking about the guilt aspect of this, no, no, this. well here. Well, here's what I'll tell you, maybe this will help you, Thank you. with your what well, jog your thought here. I think that it is bad that we are talking about it. It's bad that what's worse is that the news stories keep coming out. That's the biggest problem because mm-hmm. who he slept with and how many women he slept with. Listen, I said this to you last week on the show, it's been said before. The guy is married. Once it's you sign, once you get married. <laughs> yes, once you get married, that should be the end of your canoodling around with women, you should be faithful to your yep. wife. The biggest problem with the whole thing for Tiger in terms of his personal life is that he's mm-hmm. married. If he wasn't married yeah. and he wanted to sleep around with 10,000 women,
2: mm-hmm. he could do whatever he wants. Our co-host yesterday, Mark nailed the proverbial, uh, or hit the proverbial nail on the head. Don't get married. Right. He should never. Don't get married. He should easy. never have been
3: married. Yeah. I agree. That was his biggest mistake in the whole thing. He wants to sleep with all these women, yeah. sleep with the women, just don't be married. Because that's where the moral obligations come in that he obviously didn't fulfill. Mm-hmm. But to me, the bad part for this, for Tiger and for his family, is that there's a news story that seems to come up now. Mother goes in, or mother-in-law goes into the hospital, the, the stuff about the car wreck. Because these types of things are what keep this mainstream news. And then all the peripheral things that really aren't news, that are really just his business – become part of the story because they're all related and that's where it hurts because i am not really a fan of this whole story in terms of the women i don't care i mean i really don't i listen should he be faithful to his wife yes do a lot of people cheat on their wives yes does that make it right no am i condoning it no but that's a fact people cheat on their wives he's tiger woods so it's it's national news because of who he is but that to me doesn't matter the the problem is that now we've got another news story to centralize all this gossip around, and it's not going to
2: end. That's mm-hmm. that's the biggest problem for me. Ah, he's Jordan Burnfield. He is guy number two on Two Guys at a Mic today here on the uh, TalkZone.com. Again, our phone number eight 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 four six three six seven four eight Sports and more here on Two Guys at a Mic each and every Monday through Friday ten till eleven Central Time. I finally did remember. Got the train back on. I was talking about it's a new sport. Or a new activity, apparently there are more than a few females who almost for a vocation, not an avocation, chase after famous people. Right, absolutely. And their goal is to bed that famous person. And I don't know, is it for the ego, for the fun, for the fame, or maybe for the money, but that appears I think to for be all of them. a primary activity. I'm not saying it's a lot of women, there's a select few. No, I don't, it's, think it's, it's I don't think it is a select itself. few. I don't it's, think
3: that there is a select few, Coach. I think this is a much bigger problem. Wow. Than Listen, when I worked in minor league baseball, mm-hmm. okay, on the low single-A level, mm-hmm. okay, we're not talking about star athletes. We are talking about professional baseball players that are barely out of school, okay. that are not well-known. I could name you every guy on a roster. You would have never heard of any of these players, okay? Mm-hmm. Many of them had women in every city we traveled to, and these were not big cities, we're talking Jamestown, New York, State College, Pennsylvania, Eastwood, Ohio, mm-hmm. little towns. But the coaches, not always the coaches, well, sometimes the coaches, but the players seem to have women in all these towns because they're professional baseball players.
2: Did the women also uh, throw their feet, among other body parts, uh, or I should say, throw themselves I was just at say, the could feet?
3: They, could you throw your feet at someone? I don't think At I can. the
2: feet of the play-by-play announcer, did you uh, possibly partake in a little side-helping? Are you kidding? I come wish. Broad- really? Broadcasters are the geeks, man. Oh, come on. No, they bro, don't want part us. Of the, you're part of the program. You can't get a player. You go for the broadcast. No,
3: because, listen, Coach, I, I once got off a bus in Eastwood, Ohio. We were going to play the Mahoning Valley Scrappers, okay? We're going to play this team. We're about to get off the bus. I'm on the bus with the team. Mm-hmm. The second I get off the bus, there's a group of kids right around the bus. They want to get autographs. Kids? Yes. okay. Young kids, 10, 12 years old. They look at me. They're like, can I have your autograph? I said, um, well, are you sure you want it? I'm the broadcaster. I'm not one of the players. So I like, oh, that's okay. Go ahead. And I, and I And then they went and got the autographs of the players. They don't care about us. I mean, I would to devalue the baseball. Like, if one of the guys on the team that I that I pl- did the play-by-play for mm-hmm. ends up in the major leagues, mm-hmm. and they had my name and his name on the baseball, they should throw that baseball in the garbage because I <laughs> ruined the value of it. Ladies
2: out there, you want to uh, hook up with a minor league baseball announcer? Jordan Burnfield is right here for you. You can email him at mike 2 com. Our producer, David Olson. Yes, sir.
1: I just wanted to pipe in and continue on what Jordan was talking about. I worked at a bar in the mid to late 90s where the Bulls and the Blackhawks would hang out. Uh-oh. And the women would come in there for the sole intent of landing a player. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason they came in there. It's
3: yeah, like, this it's stuff like, happens
2: all the mm-hmm. time. It's like and, fishing. And some of the bigger name players who are going to remain nameless would just pull up into the parking lot and basically take carry out.
3: Wow. See, listen, if you're an athlete in professional sports, or even in college sports, because this goes on in college, too. Mm-hmm. Listen, when I went to Syracuse, the lacrosse players would get the most gorgeous girls on campus. Mm-hmm. These girls were going to whatever bar they wanted to go. wherever the Wherever the players were going, that's where the girls would go, and these guys could have the picking of whoever they wanted, and mm-hmm. that's in college lacrosse. I mean, at, even at that level, at the professional level, my guess is Patrick Kane, Jonathan Tate, these guys, or you know, anyone on the Bulls, anyone on any, any of these teams – could walk into a bar, walk into a restaurant, and they've got Trump card over every single woman in that entire place. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, That's there you goes. go. 888-463-6748. We're hitting all the hard issues here this morning on the com. Very quickly, before we go to our first break, let's sneak out to the phone lines. He's checking in on line number 18. It's caller Jay. Check it in. Jay, how are you?
1: Good. How are you, Coach?
2: Average.
1: Average. Okay, question for you. or oh, your opinion. <laughs> Do yes, you think some of this could be lessened by Tiger if he were to make a public statement? I mean, do you think – a ce- not that a celebrity has an obligation to make a statement, mm-hmm. but in light of the firestorms that have been brewing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: wouldn't he be better served? Do you think to make a public statement, maybe to satiate the public to some degree in terms of their – Thirst for information, and maybe this would quiet some of the storms a little bit. I don't,
3: know. I, don't know. I mean, what would it, what would it even do? To me, it's like, well, I slept with all these women, and more names are going to continue to come out, and I'm a bad person. Like, how would yeah. that change yeah. anything? You know, maybe I, later. I think it's too late. Don't think you think? It's too late. Yeah, I think it's too late too. I agree. It's too late. He
2: let the story get away. I don't think it's too, at some point he's going to come out you know, and do a sit down and maybe clear it all up. But it just seems like Jay right now to do it. You almost have to let the firestorm.
1: Look at A-Rod. A-Rod didn't come out right away, Mm -hmm. and then he had his, quote, sit down with Peter Gammons, which was a complete sham and
2: Mm
1: -hmm. prefabricated questions and answers, and he came off as very ingenuous, so to speak. you know. And I agree that Tiger should have come out earlier, but even if he came out now, not in some prefab setting on Oprah or with Jim Gray or whoever Mm – wouldn't he be better served? Because the American public doesn't mind if their heroes have a problem. They just want to hear from their hero. Mm-hmm. Yes. Look at Pete Rose. I if guess. Pete Rose had said, I know this is a little different, if he had come out originally and said, I cheated, I was a failure, mm-hmm. people would have forgiven him. Now they don't care about him.
2: Yeah, I think that will happen. I just don't know if now. It just seems like you got to let it play out a little bit. And by the way, don't uh, underestimate the TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic. If Tiger Woods ever does come down to the sit-down, possibly. Possibly call her Jay from 10 to 11.
1: Right coach, here with the JB and the, the and the coach in the TalkZone. Maybe one zone. to get Tiger on. Maybe yeah. you can get the exclusive.
2: Well, I can tell you
1: mm-hmm.
3: this. Nobody from the golf channel, nobody from the major networks that cover golf are going to touch that interview. Because if they make Tiger angry in any way, they lose the number one player in the sport in terms of who they can cover. And that's it for the network. So my opinion is, if anybody covers this, it's going to be just a softball interview on ESPN where they're not going to delve deep into it because he's not, like, if you're Jim Nance
1: Maybe and you're the biggest Ellen golf Neba commentator,
3: you can't ask him tough questions because if you piss off Tiger
2: Woods, you've lost your number one guy. Maybe you should make an appearance on the Ellen DeGeneres show.
3: I think
0: that'd be,
2: you know, in the daytime with a lot of females as a a non-sympathetic audience, maybe that's the way to go.
3: I mean, my guess. I don't know. Listen, I think that he has a good point, but to me, it's not, you know, whether he comes out now or he Mm -hmm. comes out later, he's already ruined his life. What is he going to say? What would he say that would satiate people and make them, I guess, forgive him at all? Because the truth of the matter is... At some point, this is going to blow away. He could. But he borrow, says anything or not.
2: He could borrow a page possibly from uh, Tim Donahue, the NBA ref, and say that the mafia had threatened his family and that he had to sleep with all these women.
3: I don't think it's worth a shot. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna work. not going to work. Wow. No. All right. Oh, did you, you watched that though, didn't you? On 60 Minutes? Did you watch I did not anything? watch it, unfortunately. I did
2: uh, read it. I'm a Tim Donahue. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm a sympathizer. Why? I'm on his side. We'll How talk about when we come back for the break. Be a, I want to hear this. Okay. We'll talk about that when we come back for the break. Producer extraordinaire, David Olson, by the way, real quick, David, in case some of Tiger's people are listening, if he wants to do the sit down with us, best day here on the talk zone, is there some days better than others? Every day is a great day to talk, some coach. You know what? This chair right here
3: would be—it's—it's it's like a—it's like a throne. Yes. Right in front of us. Yep. I would say Tiger could have that chair. Although it's... we could turn it into like that King James mm-hmm. chair from the Sports Center commercials yeah. where he's sitting in the throne. <laughs> Remember that? And Susan Scott Van Pelt takes his chair. Yeah. And
2: he wouldn't even have to wear the crown.
3: Yeah. I would say that he exactly. could just have that. We'll put like a little, yep. you know throne, or like a tapestry Mm -hmm. type of thing over the chair, Mm -hmm. so it looks like a throne for him. Jim
2: Gray, Peter Gammons, Oprah, they've had their time. Tiger, if you're going to tell them, your two good friends here in Chicago, that will be shoveling snow immediately after the show. J.B. and the coach we're with you. 10 o'clock to 11, each and every day. I also have, we were talking about maybe we could
3: dance up, we could make this chair look nicer. What if he took the wallpaper in his house... And made the wallpaper all the women he slept with over the all last right, 10 now years. Now we're getting really ridiculous.
2: It's definitely time for a break. It was time for a break about 14 <laughs> seconds ago. Back <laughs> on the thetalkzone.com.
1: are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone
2: and we are back on the TalkZone.com. quick breaks fast breaks that's what we do we only got 56 minutes and 30 seconds to get to it so we like to keep those breaks short. Jb joining us here on two guys and a mic today, and uh, we talked the Tiger Woods situation of the recent development. Also, well, we haven't even mentioned it's Residue Tuesday. It is where we bring up, of course, uh, traditionally on Tuesday we take the residue from the weekend that was. Maybe there's some people that didn't get a chance to call in on Monday, Jordan, that might want to discuss the weekend sporting events starting tomorrow. We look ahead. But today we can still pick up some of the residue from the weekend NFL games. And, of course, the uh, college bowl pitcher has yeah. become uh, perfectly in sight. We've got a complete listing of all the college bowls. Your thoughts on uh, some of the matchups real quick.
3: You know, I really don't like the Fiesta Bowl matchup. And it's <clears throat> not that I don't love the underdogs. I love the underdogs. I'm really happy that TCU and Boise State both got a at-large bid to a BCS game. But to me... This is another reason why college football is a waste of time for me sometimes, because you have two teams in TCU and Boise State who are both trying to prove their worth on the national stage in terms of BCS conferences. So why would you put them against each other? Because now whoever wins is not making a statement. They can't make a statement against the big boys. Mm-hmm. What would have been smarter is if you had BCS team play TCU and BCS conference team play Boise State. Because then you have proof. You have a statement game if either one of those teams wins. I mean, if TCU beats Boise State and finishes the season undefeated, great season for them. They didn't get the statement win. If TCU plays Florida and beats Florida, that's a huge statement win, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, these I I feel like what they did was they said, okay, we'll put you in, but we're going to screw you guys by having you play each other Mm -hmm. so that nobody in the National State Will consider the validity of the win to be anything more than a win over a team that probably wouldn't get
2: there normally. Once again, you living up to your role as the beacon of negativity. I will live up to my role as the beacon of positivity. And I saw it quite the opposite. It's what a I knew great matchup. I don't think they have to prove anything, to be frank with you. I think Boise State and TCU have proven to the country and those of us that have followed college football that they are great football teams, folks. Not good. But great. You go 12 and 0, 13 and 0. They had some big wins. I would call it a statement win or not. You could discuss that until the day is gone. But two great teams, both undefeated, a chance to compete against each other. Winner has maybe a legitimate shot at being the national champ. I see it. No, they and, don't. and I do understand, no, I understand your point, but I do see it as a great, great ball game. And yeah, if Texas barely beats Alabama, and Boise State or TCU not wins happening. big?
3: Not happening. What do you mean not happening? The winner of the BCS championship game will be your national champion. I... There is no way on God's green earth that TCU or Boise State mm-hmm. gets consideration, I... even if they win by 75 points. I would disagree. Well, But it's just the fact that they put this game, they pitted these two teams the way they did mm-hmm. so that they were they would be irrelevant. Mm-hmm. That's why they did this, because if... Here's the here's the other scenario. If First Texas of all, is no number they, two. By the way, the BCS. The, well, the, no, no, no. The the each bowl got to pick their own teams. Well, no, but I'm saying the BCS set it up this way, and then the the bowl people set it up this yeah, way. The but you're making that, it out like a they, like there's some big conspiracy. No, I don't. The Fiesta I, Bowl I, simply made the choice. These are the two teams we'd like. Yeah, but no, but it's more than that. I think it is a conspiracy, coach, because if if TC, let's say this, okay, let's say Texas were to beat Alabama in the national championship game, okay? Two beats, one. And they barely beat them, okay? But TCU played Florida and beat Florida and crushed them, okay? Then you might have a real shot at TCU getting named the national champion because TCU would then have the statement win against Florida, which hadn't Mm -hmm. lost until the final week of the season in the SEC championship, and they would have been undefeated. So then they have their big statement win against the big power, and they were great all year and beat the teams that they played. But TCU beating Boise State, no way, no how in, in the world that at the end of the season, even if TCU wins by a lot and Texas wins, that mm-hmm. they would get over, that they would outvote Texas for the
2: national championship. And that would be your opinion. That's not fact. My I think, opinion I think it says the co- most is almost as much a fact as you could have. Not, a, I would absolutely disagree with that. I think it's a likely scenario, but there is a scenario where Texas, unimpressive, unimpressive, someone anyways, in their in their victory over Nebraska, they barely got by, had to take a really a kick out of bounds. And then a penalty, a ripping the back of the, what's it called? The, the horse uh, collar, horse collar penalty to put him in field goal position. By the way, they're field goal kicker. He's the next best thing since uh, Chicago Bear Robbie Gold. Hunter, Spencer? Hunter Lawrence. Hunter Lawrence. Hunter Lawrence. Man. Yeah. No, listen. But, I, but my point is if, if Texas unimpressively defeats Alabama and squeezes by in TCU and or Boise State, let's say Boise State. Boise State won't win because they were
3: number six, right? They were I do what number they are. No, but, they, but they, they beat TCU 38 But the 38 number matters. Huh? The number is extremely well, important to the only, way they do this. You know that. Only because uh, people have old-fashioned thoughts but, but like stuff. But, that, but that's how it's done. I mean, the fact is, is that Boise State's not going to jump up five spots mm-hmm. whether they win the game or not. They're just not. It's just not how it happens. You know, TCU is right now number three, right? Mm-hmm. So TCU, theoretically... Could move in to number two or number one because they're that close in the numbers. Boise State's not going to get enough votes, Mm -hmm. even if they win, to leapfrog five other teams. Not going to happen happen
2: as long as people keep having the attitude that you have. You need to change that attitude. Well, I I mean, i an undefeated team that impressively wins over the number three ranked team, and the number two team barely wins. Maybe you should take a look at it. Quantum leap? Maybe they should, but I'm telling you they won't. I mean,
3: you know that they won't. There is no way that they will. It's just how it is. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that your point isn't valid. I think it should be considered that way mm-hmm. on occasion,
2: but just the way it is, that will not happen. Great matchup in the Sugar Bowl as well. Notre Dame, or Notre Dame. Cincinnati, I'm thinking Brian Kelly, their coach might be at Notre Dame by the next time we talk. Uh, Cincinnati taking on Florida, love that matchup, and of course the national championship game. Alabama taking on Texas, a great, great matchup, but really it starts December 19th. And you got good games across the board, Jordan. Any of the, um. The Who Gives a Damn Ball is the 19th, right? Stop
3: it. And then the, uh, Nobody Cares Bowl is the 20th. Uh, again,
2: that's and then the, the what, beacon of negativity. I'm trying to
3: think of the 21st. What bowl game was that? That was the, yeah. oh, the
2: irrelevant ESPN television mm-hmm. event. All right. bowl. Make, that, make that all ball. your jokes yeah. you want. Very hard to finish seven and five today in major college oh, football. Oh, you know what?
3: I can't wait for December 24th for the We Need Something to Fill Christmas Eve programming bowl. That mm-hmm. is one of my favorite ones. Let that's me suggest Saturday,
2: December 26th, the Meineke bowl.
3: North Carolina taking on bowl. Pittsburgh,
2: that's a pretty good game. It is a good game,
3: but let me just say this, though. I, I mean, listen, I'm all for sponsorships. I'm all for people making money, people making money in business, whatever, okay? But if you're an athlete, are you really stoked? Are you really excited about playing in the Meineke Cargare Bowl? Like, are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Are you excited to play in a bowl game that is sponsored by Meineke like, the only games that I would think would really get the juices flowing for a player are the Rose, the Sugar, mm-hmm. the Fiesta, and the well, Orange. Because again, those are the traditionally big bowls.
2: I guess the Cotton Bowl, maybe? Spoken like a talk show host that has never been in the game. Okay. okay. So, you are you know, you're sitting in your little chair making fun of it, but yes. I mean, first of all, no, I think most of the college kids are smart enough to realize... And by the way, you want to talk some college football, some bowl picture analysis, positive, negative, you want to be a beacon of negativity and join Jordan, you can do it on the show. Or you want to shed some light glass and look half at the empty, glass, empty, half, glass full. half full, join me in the beacon of positivity. You can do it at 888-463-6748. That's our phone number. You can email us at Mike2Guys, M-I-C number two. Mike2Guys two at AOL.com. I like to think I'm more the beacon of realism.
3: I mean, yes, there is negativity but a, here's the listen, listen okay? a fine
2: line between realism and negativity. Okay,
3: I, I'm I'm not saying that I obviously, obviously I've never played in one of these bowls. I mm-hmm. don't know what it's like to play in the MicronPC.com bowl or the Car Hair Bowl or the Gaylord Hotels Music City Bowl or any of these other ridiculously mm-hmm. stupidly named bowls. Okay, I
2: think, I think Econo Lodge Hotels is sponsoring. Yeah, but
3: I mean, you're even making jokes about it. It's a joke. I mean, the sponsorship these part, joke. I agree.
2: And no. I was gonna say the players are smart enough to realize, you know, the sponsor, sponsor. Yeah, who can, who cares about Meinecke? I'm not gonna get excited about that. You know where you start to get excited? When you start watching game film if you're North Carolina of the Pittsburgh Panthers. Well, no, but that's- Or if you're in Nebraska, you start watching game film of Arizona, and you start reading about the matchup and realizing that's a damn good Arizona team, and we're a heck of a ball club too, and we get to go to an atmosphere where the fans are gonna be there on national television, you're gonna compete against another quality team. Yeah! That's when your competitive juices start kicking in. Forget about Meineke or Econolodge, whoever's sponsoring the game. You're taking on another quality ball club, the very essence of what competition's all about.
3: Well, okay, I mean, obviously I think that the players are... I mean, they they love playing their sport. They want to play in the game. That's not really a debatable point. Uh, But I think that, you know, when a kid is growing up, they don't dream of hurtling the goal line into the Meineke-painted end zone Mm -hmm. at the Meineke Car Care Bowl, okay? They dream about... Falling into the end zone mm-hmm. in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl okay these games yes obviously that well, you know they I mean, get to play in them they're going to be happy to play in the game that they're playing because they went to the school to play football mm-hmm. okay that's what they do that's you what
2: know, they want I, to be I, I was a coach you know I dreamed of being maybe the head coach of the University of Illinois the head coach of our Chicago Bulls I'm not the head coach of the Bulls but I coach a high school team we got a game tonight. Taking on small university high school down in uh, Chicago, and I'm excited, and so are the players about the game. Well, but that's so, your
3: regular season. That's what your that's one of your regular games. I mean, there's listen. I'm just saying, it's not like the greatest culminating factor of college football for an athlete on Clemson to play in Though who-gives-a-crap ball December the 23rd. It just, listen, I'm not saying that they won't be happy, that they won't be excited to play, that they, well, the game may not... Well, that's I'm saying. It could, they will be happy, they be a, are excited
2: to play. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It could be a good
3: game. It could be a good game, because sometimes the games are actually decent to watch. It's just that it's they're so... It's just, it's, it's a settling point is what mm-hmm. it is. And I think that if you ask any of these players to a man, they would tell you, listen, we're, we're not excited about playing in the Micron PC Bowl, but you know what? We're here and we'll try to win it. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's
2: just a waste of, it's a waste of TV for me. By the way, you want to talk about a team at a disadvantage competing in the Armed Forces Bowl? It's Air Force taking on Houston. Uh, well. I'm that's... just gonna gander a guess that Houston does not have a real good shot at getting a whole lot of calls in the referees and the armed forces bowl.
3: Yes, I would say that's probably not a good thing. How about the uh the international bowl We've got South Florida? The game is in Toronto. They're having the team from South Florida go mm-hmm. all the way up to Canada for this game.
2: Toronto, a beautiful place this time of year.
3: I mean, are you going to be? But are you going to get a lot of South Florida fans making
2: the seven-hour mm-hmm. flight up to Toronto for not, that game? Not bad. Good shopping in Toronto if you want to. Is is the game before Christmas or after? I think it's January second. That's a problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can get that early. The, the Chick Fil A Bowl is back again. By the way, I thought someone would take over that sponsorship. I thought times might be rough for Chick Fil A. What is Chick fil A, by the way? Fast it's,
3: food? It's a chicken, yeah. Fast food chicken. Fast food chicken.
2: It's like. Uh, Chicago it's, area does not have any chicken. Chick-fil-A. I don't think so. No. I, I've Huge seen, in the South. Yeah. Huge.
3: Big in the South. I okay. think that they're big um, out west, too. Am I okay. right? Yeah, I think that they're big out west. It's mm-hmm. funny because, you know, whenever I travel around all these other places, they have their little, like their Jack in the Box and their yep. Carl's Jr. We don't have well, those. The,
2: the Waffle House, very big down south. I know that.
3: Yeah, so that's. Uh, they, uh, have you ever heard of this place called Bojangles? No, it's a southern uh, fried. Fr- You'd hate this because you're Mister Health Food. You yes, you know it's fried food to the nth degree. Okay. A buddy of mine said that he went there because for work he was living out in Greenville, South Carolina, mm-hmm. and he said that you know everybody had been talking about. I guess that there are these Bojangles restaurants all over the place. The way he described it to me was anything that you order, you should assume has been dipped in a, in a vat of butter and then deep-fried for 20 minutes and then put back in butter and then deep-fried again. Uh, he said that he ate a lunch there once, and he went home and fell asleep for like seven hours.
2: Clear! <laughs> beep! 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 Clear! <laughs> beep!
3: Beep! Beep! Uh, Bojangles, uh, huh? Yep. All right. They should have a Bojangles Bowl. The I'd like Bojangles
0: to do a Waffle House chicken bowl, bowl down,
2: so I think that'd be good. That actually sounds good. Yeah. All right, we're going to take Go a quick break, months. talking some college football here on the thetalkzone.com. We've hit Tiger Woods. Well, let's use a different expression there. No, I was just going to say, did you hit it with the driver or the three-wood? Yes. We've discussed the Tiger Woods' the recent developments. We've talked college football. It's Residue Tuesday. You want to talk about any of the NFL games over the weekend, we're not going to talk Chicago Bears. That was a sleeper. Any of the items on the list, or you want to jump off the sports page, JB and the coach right here for you. Two guys and a mic. 888-463-6740. And we'll take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's the thetalkzone.com.
1: Back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn.
2: All right, we're back at TalkZone.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Snowy Tuesday here in the fine city of Chicago. Whatever state you're listening to, whatever area you're listening to, we hope the weather may be just a little bit better. Certainly the traffic, we hope, is better than it is than the Chicago area. We do not have a paid traffic person on staff, Jordan, but I will play the part right now. And say that if you're in the Chicago area, the traffic is bad.
3: Yeah, I have to go down Expect- to the city tonight for work. Yeah. I have to go to Rogers Park. Yeah, Le- so, you should
2: leave in about 10 minutes.
3: Yeah, I was just going to say, if I need to get there by 7 o'clock, I should leave within an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, you know, it's just here's something I don't understand about traffic, okay? And I get that you need to drive slower when it's snowing because your tires may not be treading as well. Okay, fine, I get that. But some people take this slow driving thing Mm -hmm. way too seriously. I'm driving to the station this morning, and I'm in my car on a residential street, and I'm trying to get to the highway, and this guy in front of me is probably going 12 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, okay, the street has been mostly plowed at this point. It is fairly clean. I'm going under the speed limit Mm -hmm. because this guy is going way under the speed limit. You should be able to drive 30 miles an hour if the street's clear. Yep. Okay? If that's the speed limit, no excuse for you to be going that mm. slow. If you're going to drive that slow, let me get around you.
2: Yeah, I agree with you and I had mentioned uh, the most underrated button in the car, one that I was not even aware of I had when I bought it, was the seat warm. Yes. The tushy warmer, if you will. Yes. You punch that button up, the seat warms up very quickly and believe me, when you park outside as I do in the winter months, I never realized the... Uh, Through the gluteal region, the heat can definitely emanate throughout the body. It's a beautiful thing. So that's the most underrated button in my car. Most overrated thing, you mentioned it right here, when people advertise, you know, four-wheel drive, great snow tires on the car, four-wheel drive will get you through anything, and it sounds tremendous. It doesn't matter. You can have all the four-wheel drive and the great tires you want. It doesn't matter because you're driving on the street behind two other cars that don't have the four-wheel drive, that don't have the great tire traction, and you have to go eight miles an hour.
3: Right. The thing is, here in Chicago, I don't think it matters. When I lived in Syracuse, and it's very hilly and very snowy, Mm -hmm. I mean, incredibly snowy and hilly in the winter, the four-wheel drive did come in handy a few times. I have the four-wheel drive on my Jeep. You have a Jeep. So, you know, you pull that little brake thingy up. You get to the four-wheel drive. And that does make a difference in very, very slowy cl- snowy climates. But here, I agree, makes no difference because the fact is nobody's got it. And even if you have it, you're behind, you, somebody, you're behind somebody that doesn't, somebody that doesn't yeah. have it.
2: Exactly. <laughs> They shouldn't even do it here. 888 463 6748. Phone lines open, folks. We got about 13 minutes and 42 seconds left on the show, but who's counting? How many nanoseconds? Thank you very much. Jordan Burnfield joining the coach. Talk some college football. Talk Tiger Woods and the recent developments. Residue Tuesday NFL games over the weekend. Uh, Boy, I got a couple of good friends who are avid Pittsburgh Steelers fans. They actually uh, come from Pittsburgh. Let me mention this backtrack just to. A second here, when we were in Disney World a couple of weeks ago, right? my first thought was with all the Pittsburgh Steelers t-shirts, caps, and jerseys, oh, the Steelers must be playing the Miami Dolphins. Right. Well, they were not. And I mean, and again, Disney World is just a small microcosm, but if it's any kind of a survey, I mean, you could have taken all, how many NFL teams are, 32? Yeah. You could have taken the other 31 NFL teams combined for people wearing their caps and t-shirts while on vacation. And, it, and I'm not exaggerating here, would not have equaled the Pittsburgh Theater. Steelers. Steeler fans are everywhere. I mean, they, it's a huge following of fans. They're I not mean, only everywhere. They're obviously proud to where they're stealing Oh, yeah,
3: absolutely. I mean, you're right. I mean, the Steelers are as popular as it gets in terms of NFL football teams, Man. but lost to Oakland. I huh? I didn't see the game. But
2: yeah, and lost to Kansas City right, a couple right. of weeks I mean, ago. What's
3: happening? And, and Mike Tomlin, I've said on this air before, he's probably my favorite coach in the NFL. Great coach. i want him coaching my team any day but wow i mean that bad losses six and six although you know what i i don't i don't dislike the steelers i like the steelers but i don't need
2: them to win every year
3: that's mm-hmm. fine let them have some some time in mediocrity yeah. and it's good be for honest, their home
2: crowd to experience defeat which they have on occasion
3: yeah i mean the cub fan in me is like you know what let them lose for once. Mm-hmm. Let the New England Patriots lose for a while. I mean, with all the arrogance that's gone on out there for the last few years, mm-hmm. let them have a seven and nine year for once and let them deal with what we deal with here in Chicago with our crappy bears.
2: Little residue Tuesday picking up some of the NFL games for the weekend. The Indianapolis Colts, they didn't coast, but shockingly, they actually had a fourth quarter lead. Jordan, they go 12 and over the New Orleans Saints. An unbelievable game. I didn't see much of it, but uh, wow. You talk about the ball bouncing your way, crazy finish to the game. They win it in overtime, eighty-yard drive, no timeouts, with what about a minute left? Yeah, by Drew Brees, and that came after the Redskins missed a fairly gimme field goal that would have wrapped it up. Somehow, New Orleans survives all of that, and they continue undefeated. I guess if you're going to go if you're going to go sixteen and JB, you need to win a game or two like that along the way. I was
3: watching this game live as New Orleans was trying to drive down the field to get the winning touchdown. And then Fox fades out the picture. Kurt Menefee shows up on my screen and yeah. says, we're now going to take you to the late game, the stupid, boring game between Dallas and New yeah. York. And I'm like, what? You just took me away from the final drive of the Saints trying Come to on. stay perfect so that you could give me this dumb Dallas and New York Giants game that nobody cares about? Uh, And they were down just seven points? Yeah, it was a final drive. Final drive. Did they
2: go back to it quickly? No, no. Breeze is
3: driving the team down the field. you got to be kidding. They take us off, and they say, we'll keep you updated on that game, but we're going to Dallas and the Giants. And I'm like, how can they do this, okay? Nobody in Chicago cares about either one of these teams. Well, I don't know if I agree with that.
2: The Giants and and, and Dallas is a marquee game. It is,
3: but here's the thing. Take us to that game after this one ends. Absolutely. Okay? bring Dallas and New York fans, give Dallas and New York and that area their game when it starts, because they don't care, okay? And if I was a Bears fan, I'd want the same thing. If the Bears would have been on at 4:15 after this game, just take me to the Bears game. I'll find out later what happened. But in Chicago, where it's clearly not a market that cares about that game, as much as they might just care about watching an NFL game on a Sunday, and this is a really better, much better story than Cowboys and Giants. Leave me on that game, and give me Joe Buck and Troy
2: Aikman seven minutes into well, the first I am quarter. I'm shocked. I'm amazed yeah. that they did that. Anybody out there who was watching, uh, uh, if, you know, your reactions, your thoughts when they took you away from the final drive for an undefeated New Orleans team. 888 the phone number. And as it turned out, of course, Drew Brees did. Right. He led them to the tie and then they scored the
3: field goal in overtime. Wow. Well, we didn't see it. And it, and you know what, coach? I'm a, I'm a football fan, but I'm not a diehard football fan to the point where I need like the package of the direct TV where I get every right. game. I don't need that. The two or three games we, we see a week are fine or four games or five mm-hmm. games now with the NFL network and the ESPN and all this stuff. So we're getting plenty of games here anyway, but. For that ten minutes, I was like, you know what? I wish I had the package now because mm-hmm. how could you make a programming decision like that to take us away from such a big drive for this for the beginning of
2: a game that's not even relevant? Mm-hmm. Just did not did well, not make sense to me. I am shocked, if not dismayed, and as you know, J- uh, Jb, I rarely get shocked, and certainly. For me to get dismayed, it takes an awful lot. Kurt Menefee was the guy who jumped in. Well, yeah, I mean, they they, they faded off the picture See, very went.
3: quickly. And then all of a sudden, Kurt Menefee from Fox, you know, their mm-hmm. pregame host, he does a really good job, pops out of the screen and tells us, you know, we'll keep you updated on the New Orleans game, but it's time for us to take you out to uh, New York where the Giants and the Cowboys are getting set to go.
2: I would have jumped into my TV. I would have grabbed Kurt Menefee, pulled him out, put my arm around his neck, and give him a big old football noogie.
3: Yeah. You know, no, it's, you not it's not even him. It's not even him. It's got to be the people above him. But still, you, you, it just... I'd who, like to kill the messenger. Right. Who who made that programming decision is what mm-hmm. I'd like to know, and why? Mm. Why would you have done that? Mm. Makes no good. sense. A couple yeah.
2: other impressive performances. The Philadelphia Eagles starting to play pretty well. They beat Atlanta 34-7. to And if Indy and or New Orleans and or the Vikings have to worry about another possible team that could um, block their way to the Super Bowl train that they both apparently beat, uh, are on at this point, it might be. It might be a team that participated last year. That's the Arizona Cardinals. They're looking better and better. Kurt Warner is starting to look more like Brett Favre. Two great receivers. They've been there, done that from last year. Arizona with a big win. With a big win over the Vikings. Watch out for the Cardinals.
3: Yeah, I mean, the, it was a big win. There's no question. Uh, the, the Cardinals, to me, have been harder to figure out because Kurt Warner's had a really good year, but he was hurt against Tennessee. They lost that game. Matt liner it's not taking you anywhere. He stinks. I mean, he's just not good. So you got to have Warner in the lineup. And one of the things that's been impressive to me, because I have a bunch of Cardinal players on my fantasy team. You know how they're always like the worst rushing football team in the NFL. Like mm-hmm. they're always one of the last, and you never take a Cardinals running back. They have run the ball really well the last few weeks. What they got Timmy Hightower, Tim Tim Hightower and Beanie Wells. And well, I have Hightower on my fantasy team. Not that anybody cares, but I've noticed this only because of fantasy sports interest. They have a situation where they're now actually running the ball pretty well, which is kind of scary because, like you said, they've got Fitzgerald, they've got Bolden, Steve Breston's a solid receiver. I mean, when you have those receivers, a good quarterback, and now you are actually capable of running the football, Mm -hmm. you're right. Arizona's really good. But to me, I still think Minnesota, when push comes to shove, and I know they look bad, I know the Favre didn't look good, I still think they have the best team in the NFL. I really do. Even, Even though they have two losses and the Saints have none and the Colts have none, to me, the Vikings in the playoffs, are set up to win better than any of these other teams. Mm-hmm. And I still think the Vikings are the most dangerous team as poorly as they played last I year. i
2: got to get Adrian Peterson going again. I agree with you when he's running like the all-pro that he's been the previous couple years. He's fumbled a lot this year. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. not. You're right. He's not fumbling a lot, and then maybe that's affecting his running, because I think against Arizona, like 13 rushes, 19 yards? Even the Chicago Bear defense two weeks ago, I believe, or a couple weeks ago, contained... Adrian Peterson pretty well, so uh, once he gets back running like the superstar he can be, then I agree with you, Vikings might be the team to beat, but all of a sudden, AP, um a little more tentative than he was in the previous couple years.
3: Yeah, I, it was actually interesting, and I don't know if you remember this, but when the Bears played the Vikings a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. I was listening to Troy Aikman say, it shows how good a running back that Adrian Peterson is, because he can fumble as many times as he does, and they don't care you know he's such an outstanding back that they let that slide and they keep giving him the ball mm-hmm. because he's still going to do a lot more good than bad he fumbles a lot it's really not acceptable except for if you're Adrian Peterson mm-hmm. if you're the best running back in the NFL and you fumble okay i guess that's how it's worked because he they still give him the ball you know, but he's fumbled a lot that's the one thing that the vikings could be missing because, as you know, in the playoffs, it's all about the turnovers, the momentum swings. You get into a second-round playoff game, he fumbles twice in the first half, team gets out to big lead on the Vikings, they're done, right? I mean, that, that could be their undoing.
2: Yeah, but I like that philosophy they have on Adrian Peterson. It's similar to the one that I would like the Chicago Bears, and I've been encouraging them. They're not listening, but I continue to encourage them to profess, and that is that Jay Cutler, I don't mind a couple interceptions a game. Maybe we need more. Interception from Jay Cutler because we need to fling the football down the field. Yep. So it's the same philosophy with Adrian Peterson. Don't be afraid of mistake. If you're making big plays, a couple of mistakes along the way won't kill you. If you're playing afraid and playing conservative, then a couple of mistakes do kill
3: you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I again, I still like the Vikings, but the Saints, they've now found ways to win every week. Mm-hmm. I mean, they either they cream you, they come back from behind. They put together final. I mean, it's there every week they're doing mm-hmm. something amazing. They're them and the Colts. What I would actually love, Coach, is to get them both into the Super Bowl so that one of them wins the Super Bowl and undefeated. Okay, and the seventy-two Dolphins can shut up for the rest of time. <laughs> How great would that be? Salt, or Saints, Colts, yeah. sixteen and zero Super Bowl. One of them yeah. has to win, and the seventy-two Dolphins yeah. can shut up until the, all of them are gone.
2: On that, my uh, my friend, we would definitively agree. Yes. No How annoying is that when they all have their champagne party? Yeah. It's like, congratulations. Yeah. This was so long ago. Very likable team back in 1972. Not so likable. 82, 92, to 37 years later, not so likable. Yeah, 37 enough. years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 37 years since the Dolphins' undefeated season. Yeah. With Garo, premium. My favorite field goal kicker. By the way, a couple Larry other Zonko things. Was
3: on that team, right?
2: Very quickly, that happened over the weekend. Uh, we had the first of all the new New Jersey Nets NBA team, 0 and 18, worst record Ever. start in NBA history. They finally won a game. Congrats to them! And they're playing the
3: Bulls tonight here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it's any indication of how poorly the Bulls played on Saturday night, when they allowed Jarrett Jack to tie his shoe. And not dribble the basketball for ten seconds, and nobody decided to guard him, steal the ball, mm-hmm. foul him, anything. If they play this way tonight, they are they are done. They're going to lose to the the Nets if they if they play the way they did Saturday
2: night. North Carolina won the women's national soccer championship in a game I watched on tape over the Bears. Jordan Burnfield, how about that? Mel Allen would say North Carolina wins their second consecutive championship. Also, the World Cup had their draw. I don't know if you saw that or not, but the United States will be in with Slovenia, Algeria, and England. And I know producer David Olsen and a couple of our fine female interns. Do we have any female interns here? I wish we did. That's what we need. We need a couple of female interns. I
3: agree. I think you need to hire the hottest female interns we can find. They
2: don't have to be. We just need a couple of female I don't want to be sexist about it, but I think a, a nice female contingent would be a nice offshoot.
3: I would say. On the and I'll say it. I'd love some hot interns.
2: Bring well, uh, some hot interns. Take it in there. easy. It'd be great. Take it easy. All right. Very quickly, we'll sneak in one more call before we wrap up the show. Checking in on line number 19. It's caller Rusty checking in. Rusty, we got a short time only, my friend. You got to call earlier next time.
1: Uh, I will try to do that. Thanks a lot, coach. You mentioned that World Club draw. And I got to mention this because you know I'm a big fan of the soccer. Uh, as your previous, uh, times I would, uh, ever call, but USA got a great draw. I think they've got a great shot to not only beat England, but maybe get out of the round with a good possibility to go far.
2: I'm worried. Call her rusty about Algeria.
1: Why would you get worried about Algeria?
2: I just I woke up about 4 o'clock in the morning, couldn't go back to sleep, looked over my wife. She looked a little bit like the right forward for the Algerian soccer team.
1: <laughs> that could be scary, but I wouldn't get scared about um, it. Though. I'm worried about say... Algeria. You yeah. know, year that they had this year with all the games that they played. I think they're set. They're ready for this. They got a good yeah. draw.
3: I mean, I, I can't pretend to know a darn thing about the Slovenia soccer team, the England soccer team. Oh, I would probably know a little about the English soccer team. They probably got some big stars on the English mm-hmm. soccer team. But that the, the one thing for the World Cup for me is well, a I don't like soccer really. But beyond that point, for me, you know, it's, it's sort of like I'll root for America, and if America gets knocked out, then that's the end for me because. I don't know anything about these teams. I'm mm-hmm. not going to pretend to know anything about these teams. And so right. whoever wins, you know, good for them. Congratulations to their country. No. But if it's not America, I
2: really don't care. David, make a note. Come the month of June when the World Cup takes place, Jordan Burnfield will not be co-hosted. We're going to send him on vacation. <laughs> Maybe to Algeria. Are you going to Are you going to talk <laughs> about the World Cup every day? And, yeah, every day in the month of June, absolutely. We're going to get out of here, folks. We'll do it again tomorrow. Jordan, you'll be back Thursday. David Olsen, our producer, great job as always. Thank you so much for listening. We'll do it again tomorrow at 10. I like Mark Carman's line yesterday. I'm not sure what we did today, but we're going to do it again tomorrow.
3: I can assure you of that, and I don't know what it is.